Overask Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Overask. Today we have very special guest, uh, agency alum, fellow agency member. I'm not as uh, you're. You're one of the OGs of the agency, I think, aren't you, Carrie? Are you calling me old? Um, no, <laughs> no, I'm not calling you old. Def, one of the the OGs. Yeah, get one of the OGs. The agency mm-hmm. you're a lot. Get there soon. I like, yeah, thank you. I like this. I like this in your bio, Carrie. Los Angeles lifestyle real estate agent. Sounds very posh. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, Carrie, thanks so much for being on. Yeah. How the heck are you? Good. Manic Monday. Have um, It looks like buyers are returning to the marketplace a bit because I had three different people trying to write offers yesterday, and I was trying to get a tan, but... Writing offers took precedence on that. <laughs> I was tanning yesterday, actually. I don't know yeah. if you guys could tell. With your broken foot? Yeah, with my broken foot, exactly. Yeah. yeah so I... did you hear about this, Carrie? No, I didn't hear Eric. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not interesting. My foot broke playing... out of nowhere for literally doing nothing. Playing oh, pickleball. I've yeah, been telling exactly. him to not play pickleball for months, and he just yeah. keeps playing, and now he's got a broken foot. Yeah. yeah. No, he's no, he's okay. probably not even good. Carrie, let's jump right into this, okay? All right. Here's the thing. Eric and I were talking, you are not only an OG of the agency, you're also an OG of, we think at least, real estate content creation. Okay. You're one of the first to really like take off. Um, Would you agree with that? You have, yeah, probably. Yep. One of the, one of the beginners, I think back in 2015 when we started like curating our social and making a purpose and taking professional photos and that thing. Yeah. yeah. So what, what made you do that and what has that done for your business? I have to say there's never an easy time to start anything. So when you're looking at people who have like mastered social media or been doing it a while, it's very overwhelming for uh, new people. But no matter where you are, you're always going to be pushing like, sure, you can both relate to what's next, where are we going from here, more platforms, more collaboration, more engagement, the whole thing. I mean, that's what we're always talking about. But Starting back then, I'm grateful because it was part of the groundbreaking part of those people. Um, And you really, but the thing is, you can get behind really fast if you're not keeping up with what's going on, because what was working back then is not what is working now. What was working two years ago is not what's working now. So you have to constantly be on your toes studying and it, yeah, it's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. You were, you were one of the first people on Instagram stories to show like the behind the scenes type of shit you know like you were actually showing your life you were showing you know what you you were doing with your friends like yeah you know happy hours stuff like that and i remember you speaking at was it a brian buffini um i don't remember what i've seen you speak a bunch though i've seen you speak at like tom ferry conferences and i remember it, it was just so enlightening because everybody at first on instagram and real estate was only posting the just solds just listed like it was just this curated feed and you were one of the first to kind of reach that gap and yeah. actually like show your authentic self. So what was working back then that isn't working now? Like you just mentioned. Mm. Well, I mean this, so back then you could go to a photo shoot and use these professional photos for like six months and everyone thought you were a real estate celebrity. And now everyone has professional photos and nobody wants to see photos anymore. They want to see videos and they don't want to see videos. They want to see reels. So it's a lot more work for what it is. And you still have to do, I mean, you don't have to make it so professional, but there is a level of um, 
work that's involved, I think, with the new social media, with all the videos. But I personally find it a little bit easy because I just talk about what's going on in my day with my clients, the questions I'm getting asked, the stupid questions, the good questions, the learning points, mistakes I make or whatever is going on with the team. Um, but speaking to what used to be done then, um, a book that I read, I don't know if you've read it, Frederick Eklund, The Cell. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it, but that was the first it. book I ever read before I really? got into real estate. Yeah. What? Not the what? first book I ever read. But right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That would have been terrible. Just skipped right through Sorcerer's yeah. Stone and straight to, <laughs> straight yeah. to Eklund. Catch her in the ride. Didn't yeah. read right. it, but read the exactly. cell. Yeah. Of Mice and Men, out the door. <laughs> yeah. um, what, what year was that book? Probably t- 2014, maybe, or 15, I think. Yeah. So that was kind of right when we were starting things. And that book changed like the whole trajectory of what to do. Because he's like, he had this... Uh, example of, okay, so you get engaged, you want to post all the photos, but you can't, you post one in the morning with a little comment and you post one at night. You have to think about how you want to be portrayed. And he also mentioned things like if you're posting, Hey, here's me and my best friends, or here's my favorite client, you um, alienate people. So he had a very inclusive story. And ever since then, I've taken that to trying not to single people out and trying not to make it like, I'm so cool. I'm here. I sold this house and I make it like, wouldn't you love to be somewhere like this? Or wouldn't you love this house? Or what do you like doing best with your friends? Or what's the most annoying thing your husband does? Or is your dog an asshole? Like I try to make it like inclusive. That's something I've carried with me. I totally get that. I feel like subconsciously I've been like that as well. Maybe from that book, who, who knows now, but um, I never wanted to come to a point where it was like, and I've said this before, when you're in like a big, like 10 million, $15 million house, where it's just like another day in the office for you, you want to have that excitement still and don't want to feel like people watching you like are like jealous or you don't want that. You want to include them in the experience that you're experiencing. 100%. Yeah. Especially when you're in California and it's beautiful all the time. And if you're constantly posting the sun, you're going to piss everybody off else. Everybody else. Off. Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's raining right here, right now. It's hot though, um, but in, especially in the winter. Yeah, I mean, Eric's you know playing pickleball, breaking his foot in the winter. You're I, right. My my car's literally covered in snow. It's remember snow. that, Eric? When my my yes, car was I, literally. I remember covered that. In yeah, we posted about that actually. It my clients well actually stores. asked me to do showings that day, and I couldn't get into my car. Yeah, but <laughs> don't know about so, yeah. So, okay, let, let's talk about the reels real quick because I see yeah. that you are doing these now too. Are you doing the bulk shooting style? Oh, you're yeah. Doing, you're doing that professional sitting in the chair talking about the market type of stuff that is crushing it for everyone. So I'm seeing them from you. And I'm also seeing some collabs with Keeping Current Matters yep. about market updates. Like your content is very market-driven, tactical content. So everyone should check it out. But yeah, Thank what's your you. strategy with that? Well, it's it's interesting because I, I went through a social media midlife crisis last year. Maybe it was after, no, maybe it was earlier this year after one of the events in January. And all these videos were being shown that were really stupid, to, to be honest. Stupid stuff. No, and was, my, was my video in there? 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Carrie's literally talking to us right now. Yeah. Not necessarily. Just, just like people making fun of their clients, making fun of other yeah, agents. Yeah. And it just, I, I didn't feel good. So I started doing a couple like stupid reels. And then I just was like, that's it. I'm not doing this. Like, I don't mind doing some fun things. I want to do fun things, yeah. but we need to, we need to figure out what we want that to be. Like what's funny in real estate that doesn't offend clients or agents or the industry. 
And, you know, we've done some fun things like that. It's gone viral or, you know, making fun of taxes or things that are super relevant. But I said, I want to give the information people want to know about. And I want to do it like in an easy sound bite type of way where they can consume it. But, you know, my coach had said to me, if your clients, your two, three, four, five million dollar clients are looking at your Instagram, are they going to hire you? You know, if you're dancing around, jiggling, like, you know, that's not the real estate agent you want. Right. <laughs> in high end. Yeah. Matt and I have been talking about this on the yeah. last few episodes too. Yeah, exactly. You're a high-end luxury realtor. And if you are posting content that's making fun of your clients or just being like overly goofy, that for sure is going to turn people off. And Matt and I definitely have seen an evolution of agent content where people are just trying to go viral and get views on their reels, which does work for agent to agent referrals. But you're also right. Like if you're pitching a certain lifestyle, don't do that. Yeah. Like you said, right. if it's not, not for you, like yeah. you don't want to do stuff like that. Like your content still crushes regardless. So you don't have to be. I constantly kind of struggle with that, especially as I am getting into the higher end. I will say though, we have a, me and Peter Torkin have a $10 million new custom build coming out. And I got on the listing. So the, the developer like pulled me aside and said, I love your videos. Yeah. He's like, I need that enthusiasm on the listing. So it can help. It just, I mean, it depends on. Your videos aren't, aren't stupid. Your yeah. videos like, are wildly creative. You're like coming out of Hollywood, the stuff you do. I'd like to think they're, they're uh, clever and far, not stupid. Well, yeah, I mean, they have a lot of create. It is hard to find that balance of what's funny enough and creative enough to make both clients, luxury, and agents all consume it, right? Yeah. And it's definitely a delivery thing. Some people are trying to, because I do walk that line of like maybe offending some clients or maybe offending some agents, but like it's how you deliver the content as well. People, for the most part, even if you don't know me, they understand that I'm being sarcastic or yeah. funny. Um, and I think some people can't translate that. It just sounds like I've seen somewhere. I'm like, holy shit, I would like you delivered that totally wrong. And it sounds yeah. like you hate everybody. <laughs> well, it's that's exactly true. It kind of goes back to the whole philosophy of life. You're not for everyone. Yeah. Like, so if people are going to misunderstand you as a human in everyday life, people are going to misunderstand you on social media and like, cut that out. That's not your tribe. That's how I feel. Like when people write stupid things, I'm like, you're not my tribe. And sometimes I'll block them. <laughs> they just don't, they just don't like your video. You just block them. That's, no, that's like they, right up mine and Eric's alley. <laughs> I mean, if they say something, if they don't understand the point and think that I'm, I don't know, I'm not genuine or being sarcastic, you know? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's just not this, the content creation really just isn't for everybody. And people are trying to like push it down everyone's throat. And for some people, it's just not going to work. I right. Mean, some people are just not great on camera. Like when you see you carry on camera, you're like, okay, you, you have a presence on camera. You, you're likable and you want, people want to watch you. I mean, not everyone's like that. But, but they are like, you have to, you have to believe it. Think of how many unattractive celebrities we love we we've taken all their content we think they're hilarious we can watch them forever you don't have to be a certain type like you just have to be confident and be real yeah you know I yeah like that's absolutely true too it's not it's just like sometimes people are super like dry or they just can't get yeah. over that fear and you can when you're watching video you can always tell when someone's being not authentic so, or not them. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that. What 
what kind of advice do we have for people who are getting up and doing content and they don't know how to be authentic or they, you could, we all have those days, right? Where you do something and you're like, I hated that. I had to do it. I was forced into it and you see it back and you just, you hate it. But you know, this is what yeah. we do for a living. So there's many days you get up and you have to work and you don't feel like it, but you do it, do the thing, have the power. So, I mean, some of my advice would be like, have a shot of tequila, jump up and down, <laughs> like, like real world. Get drunk example. before you create the content and yeah. Yeah, it's a thousand get drunk before your open house. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the first three years of the brocade. Well, <laughs> what I always, you know, what I say a lot is um, if you're, if you can't like, cause as soon as a camera comes in front of people, Sometimes, and you're sitting there and you have to deliver something, they just freeze up. But I always say, like, if you're, if you have a busy day, why don't you bring another agent or your spouse or someone to just film you? Yeah. Just behind and just see if you can get something out of that. Yeah. You need a, a spouse who's willing to do that as well. Yeah. My spouse. Yeah. Exactly. yeah she is. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's I, insane. I think, I think a lot of it is trial and error. Like, I filmed a video last week that I thought was cringe when I rewatched it, that video where I you know, was telling that fake open house story that I was crapping my brains out at it. And I was just trying to like produce like an original reel, but it did feel forced. And I was just doing it literally for the algorithm. I thought it was kind of funny. Matt thought it, it was, was funny. funny, but you know, the response wasn't that great, but no. I, I think most of this is trial and error too. Like, yeah. even if, even if you're not, you're doing something for the algorithm or you're doing something because you're told to do it, you'll get that feeling. And then you'll rewatch it and then you'll see. Yep. So then, but then you'll, you'll adjust like you adjusted, right? Like you said, you did a couple silly reels and you weren't feeling it. And then you went kind of the more serious, you know, market update route, which is, you know, the yeah. analytical, you know, sides of, you know, what's actually going on in the market. So you did trial and error and now this is crushing for you. So I think like agents just have to understand, like if it didn't work the first time, if you put out more and more and more content, you're going to figure out what works because that's how we do it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of trial and error and just being able to be flexible with what you're doing. And it is hard when you feel forced. It's like, I don't know, probably not a good example, trying to have babies. You know, sex is fun. When you're trying to have babies, mm -hmm. sex is not as fun anymore. So when you're creating content, you're right. having fun. But when you're being told to create content, I don't know why that was the first example. Let's, let's clip that. That's a great analogy. Yeah, we'll, there we go. We'll that's, that that's the front of the show right there. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I was talking to somebody uh, recently at a wedding and he was talking about like their their track and to have babies or whatever and he goes i'm in the bathroom like come on come on you know like you have to get it Jesus. you have to get it up to film good authentic content exactly yeah there content's like filming there's porn, another right? sound clip 100 there's another exactly. you gotta get it up to film authentic content but, but perfect you do, and there are hard days there's days where you lose deals or you know something's you know going on in your life and you you have to film and you have to kind of figure out how to make it authentic or you know, maybe take a break. I was talking to yeah. uh, Taya about this, you know, she had, you know, one day they showed up and they took two hours, but they got ready and they got to work and ended up having a good day. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, bulk shooting, bulk shooting, I think is the only way to put out as much content as you need to, um, unless you're doing content creation for a living. But when you're selling houses, there's not a lot of time for that. So yeah, bulk exactly. all the way. Another so thing just, I want to, sorry, sorry you just, you do once a month bulk recording? For the most part, yeah. So videographer will come in. Uh, we used to do a carry TV episode every week, um, but now we just do about once a month market update and we do carry TV tips, KTV tips, and those are the reels. So we'll shoot one or two carry TV videos and then a few reels. Like we'll pick a topic of like buyer contingencies, getting your house ready for sale, how to show a house. Like we're diving more into doing agent advice now. Since I have so, so many agents following me, we're starting to do like, 
how to win a multiple offer and things like that. So we'll pick and we'll do four to five and then we'll do the thumbnail. So I'll have the outfits ready, like different shirts, different dresses, different lipstick, different earrings. And then we like kind of time it out. It's, it's pretty organized and I'm happy to share that with anybody. And, and the reason it is, is because when it's not, I, I'm a mess. I'm on the phone. I'm pissed off. I hate everything. I can't film. I'm not authentic. I, I like sabotage the whole day. So being ready, having the outfits, the, you know, what I want to talk about, it's just a game changer to getting all this content out and still being able to keep up with life and travel and sales and all that. Yeah. Right. If you've, if you take in any way, anything away from this podcast, the over podcast, it is bulk shooting works, right, Matt? I mean, it does. everybody not that I do it. Yeah. You said you just did it. I thought I did. I, yeah, I got 21 is this, videos. Is this a hoax? No, I, I, I bulk record one day. I got 21 videos out of it. I haven't watched them yet, but okay. yeah, I talk about everything. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, was, I don't know. I don't know. Carrie, another thing I want to touch upon with you is I've known you for years and you've yes. always been a master networker. You, you and I both have hosted events with the Fab Winner Real Estate, like back yeah. in the day, like the first broke agent parties were with you. They were so and fun. You're also, you know, you go to conferences and everything. So you're hitting the other side of real estate that we never really talk about that much, Matt, which is like the interpersonal communication. Like you're getting your name out there with happy hours and parties and conferences. So I don't really have a question about this, I guess, but I think networking much. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, we haven't really are. We're we're kind of more of like a marketing, social media marketing podcast, but I think this is an important topic to discuss. Like that's a good point. How, how are you, what network groups are you joining? Are you creating, like, what are you doing right now outside of social and marketing to improve your business and meet people? That is a really good question. Um, (laughs) Got it out. Finally, that was a crazy intro. Holy when shit, we got I, a fucking three-minute question. <laughs> got it out. Um, when I had moved to the west side from the valley, because I'm from the valley originally, selling real estate in the valley, and I'm like, I want to go to Santa Monica, be at the beach, and sell homes over there. And I'm like, well, how do you do that if you don't know anyone? So I joined meetup groups in the area, girl groups, um, like chambers, volunteer groups. So I got really deep in a lot. And it was busy. You know, there's events all the time, but these connections you film – you you know, you form, then you add them on Facebook and Instagram, not necessarily on an email list, but just stay in touch with them. And they, you know, quite a few of them end up reaching out, then they have referrals and that just builds, builds your network. And also being out and about, literally being at restaurants, being at, I have clients from bars, not like a ton, but you meet people in the areas that you are workout class, like even so much as uh, one of my instructors called me one time and she's like, or she's like, can I have your cell? Or she got it from the system, who knows, wherever they got it. And they're like, I just saw a sign. We're actually looking. Um, if you have something else, we'll pay cash. And I sold, you know, the Pilates instructor house. So like when you're immersed in the community you want to be in, that's where you start to really, it takes a while. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, um, 2010, 11, I didn't really start kind of getting on my feet on the West side till 2014 ish, you know, selling more than like three houses a year. But, um, <laughs> You know, you get there eventually. But in regards to conferences, the conferences can be super overwhelming, right? Like so many people, all the walking, the drinking, the whole thing. So I think it's important to set an intention. Like if there's somebody you want to meet or a certain number of people you want to meet or something you want to learn from somebody and being really open with people that come up to you and want to talk to you and not dismissing anybody and, you know. Um, being open to the event because going to them all the time, you can get a little overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, I've been there, done that. I don't want to deal with that. And so I'm trying to have a fresh approach too. 
Yeah. yeah. You got to roll your, with the punches. At what's your go-to conference? What's your favorite conference? I, I mean, I would say the summit because so many friends are there and I've been so many times, but I also love Inman. Inman is so, I love the tech. I love the forward thinking. I love knowing what's next. I love the innovator awards. I love that it doesn't feel corrupt. Like they're trying to promote anybody. Like most things do feel like that. Just feels like they're out to really grow the industry. I love Brad Inman. I think he's great. Are you going to Inman this year? I don't know. Maybe congrats on your nomination. Two weeks. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. You should know soon. Oh, I guess, I guess you're pretty close. I have to drive across or fly across North America. Yeah, Vegas Where is, is it? Quick Vegas? For us. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Vegas. <clears throat> yeah. So you to- you totally changed markets from how far is like the valley from Santa Monica? It's it's not that. I mean, it okay. could be a lifetime, but no, like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Okay. 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 But you pretty much focused like changed marketplaces your focus. It's it yeah, it was a change of market. Yeah. And you did all that from just what you were talking about, like going in groups and to gyms and whatever. Literally it's, it's a light. That's why I say it's a lifestyle brand because everybody I've met has been through, you know, the more, you know, the more people, you know, the higher end people, you know, the more luxury sales you'll get into how the whole, how the whole thing works. But I was just saying, I was at a wedding on Saturday who I had met. I lived in this house. We called it one, one, three, three sorority on Wilshire and 22nd. And from that house, I moved I've been in. Been there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I um, that was twelve years ago. I have met so many people who I've sold homes to, become friends with from that very house. Like just off the top of my head, four transactions with one, three with another, three with another. Um, like, yeah, it's yeah. So it's all the networking. Yeah, you're, but you're very approachable. You think I feel so? like, yeah, I feel like you're very, uh, I don't know. You're just, you seem so nice. Like, I don't know. I think I'm approachable, but I think I give off like a Eric for sure does. I mean, no one would ever want to fucking walk up to that guy. Oh yeah. I mean, Go to the got, next conference. People come up to me and say, I'm going to, we're going to be there together. We're going to be there together. We're going to see who comes up more to, to us. You yeah. should. Yeah. You should take tally of that. And see yeah, we should. Way. I mean, Eric cheats cause he wears a, I am the broke agent shirt all the time, but <laughs> what um, it's branding, Matt, something, yeah. something, you know, yeah. nothing about. It's about yeah. building a brand, building, <laughs> you know, that repetition in people's mind. You're very fashionable and approachable. Oh, do you wear you. anything specifically at conferences that like promotes your brand? Are you one no. of those that wears like an orange suit? Or something like that. No, she's not insane, Eric. <laughs> you had that post about merch, and I was like, I'm not a merch girl. I'm just not. I hate merch. There, yeah. There's agents that only rep their brokerage, basically. Katie Day moved me to Texas, yes. crushes it. But you know that's engraved in everybody's head. But yeah. she's wearing that same fine. shirt. And I that, mean, that's no, I love fine. that. No, I yeah. love that for, for other. Yeah, no, I just I I wouldn't. I don't know. It's I can't not- get behind like the the Century Twenty One polo. Like, you know, yeah. I, I need a bit more than that, like your team or something. Right. I think it's all about getting noticed when you're wearing something that promotes your brand or whether you're wearing hats or jackets, like you're building an identity and you're going to get attention and you're going to get business from it regardless. So um, I totally support the merch thing. I think in general, just as a human with all my stuff, I feel like I'm kind of a loud individual. So if I'm going to like merch it out, I think I just would be too much. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I, I legit get business from wearing band t-shirts. 
there you go honestly people like that's how i start conversations with people a lot of the time it's like oh my god i love that band i mean yeah that's another thing with networking Maybe i'm too. a genius that's all Incredible. yeah and it's, it's all about building rapport right yeah so also with the agency they obviously have great merch matt and i have talked about this before the best yes but the agency now is about to have its own show buying beverly hills they are. What What yeah. are your thoughts on this? Are you a part of this? Do you know the agents on it? What's What's happening with this? So we've had this selling sunset thing. So the agency is buying Beverly Hills. It's pretty cool. I'm I'm super excited for it. They started casting for it maybe a year ago, and their whole premise was the real agent. We're not trying to do the high end luxury agent and all the commissions. We want to show the process from start to finish. And then somewhere along the way, Netflix switched it to um, like the up and coming agents of Beverly Hills specifically. Um, so Mauricio and his daughters are on it and um, a few great agents. And it's going to be pretty real, authentic, a little bit of drama, but nothing like scripted, not um, not a bunch of nonsense. It's going to be really exciting for the show. And hopefully the agency comes off as the powerful brand that it is. Right. Yeah, I mean, agreed. Yeah, Eric. No, I'm not on it. If that's what you were asking, I was not going to ask that. But okay. up and coming agents. Mauricio is like, I guess his daughter says the up and coming agents. Well, Mauricio you need some right. sort of you need some sort of name for yeah, it, you like need to start. Power, like, I mean, yeah, Mauricio. Well, there's a couple like Santiago's on it. Right? Santi, yeah, yeah, yes. right. And uh, and you and, gotta have the best and John. Guys in real estate on it. Yeah, John yeah, it, yeah, that guy's also incredible looking. Incredible looking. Santi, yes. Santiago, no, John, Santi, John, and Mauricio. Mauricio. I mean, they're probably the three best looking people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. A hell, hell of a lineup right and, there. And it's that they're so, I haven't met John, but it's that they're so nice too. That adds to it. It's like they're the nicest people in the world. They are. Yeah. They're, they're all super nice. And the girls are beautiful and super nice. And, you know, Allie and Melissa and Farah. And so it's going to be so, awesome. so it's already been filmed, the show? Yes. Okay. Yep. It was Do you filmed. make an appearance in any episode? You never know what'll be cut, but they had a few, a few little um, mix-ups that we got involved with. But hopefully, it'll nice. make oh, it. Sweet, like like fist fight mix-ups. No. Or? Okay. Cool. <laughs> like client drama. Okay, I like that. Sweet. I like that. It sounds like they're taking a different angle than not just selling the drama aspect because I think that's what agents crave from a show. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if that's what you know just the normal consumer craves because anytime I've done a post I about million dollar agree. listing or selling sunset or something, all agents are like, "Who even watches this stuff?" Right. But I would watch a show if it was more realistic showing agent to agent communication. I think Sunset, like it was real estate was kind of the backbone of it, but it was more drama, like like a a reality show, like the real world meets. Totally. You know, the first episode I I watched, I think maybe season one, episode one, the girl was in a house with someone and she's like, oh, he just wants to sleep with me. He doesn't want to buy a house. And I'm like, you're making us all look like hookers. Like that's not real. Like, yeah. Right. You know, we're not getting seduced by men at showings. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not. Are you? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, we're not doing shows. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, Eric. Right. Eric. Yeah, Eric just stays in that bedroom. Go ahead, Matt. Just, say it. No, I'm just say no. It. Eric hasn't sold. He says he's been out of real estate for it. a year, but I mean, let's be go. honest. The guy's never. Go guys sold there we go yeah like, like clockwork that's yeah what we carrie have you ever seen eric at an open house yeah you actually eric? have eric yeah and I have, yeah we've had some some dealings together he actually does sell real estate doesn't just yes, do content. Did. 
Like, oh yes. my god, you've done it. Hold on, you've done a deal with them? We didn't do a deal, no. Oh yeah, it is. we almost did a couple <laughs> deals though. And yeah, I what happened? I Eric's, sat, Eric's buyers fall through, or what, I sat in on? an inspection at one of your listings for Robbie. Who's Robbie? Robbie. <laughs> Robbie Sakura. He was representing the buy side, and then. I think I sat one of his inspections once, like a year ago or something. Oh, like that. that would have been so funny if you just didn't know who Robbie was. That would have been so much better. <laughs> Good thing Robbie doesn't listen to this; he'd be heartbroken. Uh, Carrie, I want to get quickly into the market right now. What are you telling your clients? What fears are they having, and how are you articulating the current market to them? I am data heavy, just as you know from my Instagram, but you can't give advice or talk to clients without knowing what is really happening. And even very um, high-end successful clients, especially older male clients who've been in real estate for a long time, they can't understand the market that's happening. So having only facts to go back with them, they really don't have a lot of pushback. The only, the only pushback is, we're in year 10 of a seven-year cycle. We've never had this in history, really. So it doesn't make sense. So we're just going to lean on history and expect it to crash. But when you look at the actual facts, interest rates are still historically low. There's still not enough homes for people to buy. Like <clears throat> inventory has gone up as a whole, but in Santa Monica, um, there really hasn't been a lot of new inventory come on. We've gone from a three-month supply to a four-month supply. And that's, that's nothing. We do have um, double days on market and things like that. But there's, I think, truly, honestly, everybody was in Europe in July. And they were over the rates. And they were over shopping. And they're frustrated. And they said, I'm going to take a break. I personally have like five clients off the top of my head, five buyers who haven't bought anything, who said, we're just exhausted. We're going to take a break. So I think people just went on summer trip. <laughs> and a lot of those people are back in the game now. And so I, I'm looking at the facts of what's happening, supply and demand. We have the largest generation of buyers ever in history, the baby boomers, kids, <clears throat> the millennials, which are all of us. And a lot of them are first-time buyers or they're move-up buyers. Um, but personally, from an agent perspective, I would be targeting homeowners who want to move, move up or move down, who are looking to downsize or upsize because they have the most motivation and they're finally in a market where they can compete. Like previously, if you have to sell something, like good luck, right? But now if you have to sell something, you price it well, negotiate with that buyer, and then you have more opportunities on what you're purchasing. So it's a great market right now for move up, move up buyers. Okay. So let's, okay. Let's talk about this because I'm having, I'm having this issue right now. So we're, we're, <clears throat> I mean, the prices at the beginning of the year here were insane. People were selling here legit $400,000, $500,000 over ask. Oh yeah. Cuz you know, they were listing super low. So it wasn't like it was going over market value that much, but um they're still expecting those prices. So say something uh I go to a listing or let's say you go to a listing appointment and in January this year that house was worth 1.4. Now you go in and you tell them it's worth 1.1. How do you how do you talk them into still listing at that price? Because so many people are stuck at that price their neighbor got at the beginning of the year. Do you think the market's gone down that much? In some places here, like we have sunk, but I'm just saying like, mm. just to be no, no, like no. crazy, you know, it, it's, it is a, uh, when this market shifted recently, how fast did it happen? Like, like that yeah. all of a sudden like rug pulled under totally. your feet. 
So I've said to buyers, it's going to change just as fast. When somebody gets back in the market, just like you who was waiting, they're all getting back in the market. And all of a sudden you're seeing 10 offers and 15 offers on things. Yeah. For sellers, it's it's almost like devil's advocate. Like we don't know, could it get worse? Will it, will it change and go back to being crazy? All we know is what we have right now. And right now you have to price to make buyers excited. They were just saying on CNBC last week, like you aspirational pricing is just out the door and having real conversations with sellers. If they're not in line with the market, the comps and what to expect, then it's probably not worth your time to work with them because they're going to be a big headache and stress. And we already know real estate is a stressful industry to be in. Yeah. So <clears throat> you kind of have to cut your losses on that, but I've got a couple sellers that are pushing back on pricing right now. Yeah. I feel a lot of like, content just... has driven this also. Like a lot of fear-based content from, you know, media headlines trying to get clicks from yep. us making memes about it or something like that. It's almost like everybody at once three months ago decided that the market flipped. I mean, obviously the rise in rates and everything actually, you know, is causing this and more inventory is coming on, I guess, in certain markets. But yes. I think that it's like a huge content push by everybody definitely stoked the fears of buyers because as a buyer myself, you know, looking in like San Diego or L.A., like we're seeing all these headlines too. And we're just like, all right, well, should we wait a little bit or you yeah. know, what's going on here? So but the headlines are meant to scare. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're meant to be that big headline where people, I have so many clients who literally just be like, Oh yeah, the market's down 87%. Cause they read some headline where they've pulled, you know, of all, all of Canada or some shit, you know, and they don't yeah, yeah, yeah. see like market by market. Um, but yeah, I've had 87%. I, yeah, I know. It just, I just <laughs> but, went, um, that's the I number went, of agents that fail in the first yeah, I just I always use 87. Yeah, that's our, that's our favorite percentage. Yeah. I just went to uh, do a listing appointment and the house on the street in February sold for a million 20, like down the street. And I priced them at like 850 because, oh. and one and one just sold for like 840, like wow, two weeks ago. So it was like such a hard sell. They're like, well, that one went for a million 20. I was like, yeah, but you know, we've had like four interest rate hikes since then. Like people are pausing. They don't know what to do. But then the way I try and spin it always with a positive is like, you know, you're, you're going to be buying way lower too. Mm -hmm. So like, don't, you know, focus on like what you're going to be walking away with at the end of the day. Who cares what you sell for if you're buying for way lower as well? Of course. Yep. It's all relative. And plus it's overall appreciation just because you're not at that one, four, one, two number. What did you buy it for? What are you making? Exactly. You know, using their houses like ATM machines. Yeah. You know, just banking on crazy appreciation, but we still have crazy appreciation. Oh like, my where God. Else can you yeah. make money like this. Yeah. The housing market's just phenomenal. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on that I don't necessarily agree with. I mean, the Fed raising rates to fight inflation, which is really just because they were preaching my, like, I am not a full fan of what is going on at the top right now. So I'm just really trying to focus on my clients and solving their problems. Tom put out a good reel last week. The more problems you can answer and solve, the more clients you can help and really just cutting ties with the clients that aren't in reality with where we are right now. And the market is a great market to be in. Like who would you rather be in this market right now or the market we were in six months ago? Like, yeah, psychotic. It's way yeah, more it's, balanced. It's way it's more fun. balanced. It's way more fun to talk about, too. I feel like like now everyone's so interested before yeah. everyone would just say, OK, the market's crazy. It's a seller's market. There's no inventory. Now, realtors become so much more valuable because you're actually providing that data. That's exactly. how you're separating yourself from the other agents instead of just saying, oh, it's it's nuts. And they could choose any agent they want, any buyer's agent, because it's just 
or any listing agent. I mean, because it just didn't matter. Um, Yeah. Nuts, bananas, crazy. I just tried to take that out of my vocabulary because it doesn't, if you're telling clients that the market's crazy, like that doesn't excite them to do anything. It adds to their anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people say when they have no idea what to say. That's what I would say all the time. I just like, oh, nuts. I just say that I just say that when I don't want to talk to someone. Like, how's the market? Because you notice every time people sometimes when people ask you like how the market is just to start conversation, you'll like get into it and then they'll be like, What they get like standoff or so we're we're not selling. It's like, well, you fucking ask the question. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to give you some valuable information. Don't 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 you know the Tom Ferry script? Are you buying, (laughs) selling, investing, or renting? Yeah, there you go. But um, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm how, gonna how are you showing this data to your clients? Like, are you, I see that you're actually doing it on Instagram with like a keep in current matters chart and stuff, right. which I think is really effective and more agents should do is that green screen style, yeah. um, you know, real where you're actually showing a chart or showing a graph and like going over yes. the data because those visuals provide so much more value than just, you know, verbalizing it. Yeah. And good point. KCM uses those visuals like over and over again, like have them saved on your favorites or on, you know, folder on your desktop and just constantly send them to people. We started getting heavy into e-blast, which we've never used to do. We send like two a year, which is terrible, but now we're doing one every single week, which is kind of crazy. Like, oh, I'm a real estate agent. I don't do e-blast. But in those, we have a lot of content on the market. We'll put the graphs, put the articles and letting people know. And we'll also try to make it personal, like put something in that we're doing in our lives, Father's Day, travel. Um, Do you use any bomb bomb or anything like that? We just use active pipe. It's through the agency. Yeah, but the video, um, do you know bomb bomb? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they, I just okay. like five hundred for bomb bomb. We're not even using. <laughs> okay, yeah, I just I just know there's like yeah, a lot it's, of agents use it or, and have success with it. You can track through Active Pipe who's clicking on your video, who's watching it, who's clicking yeah. on. So it's yeah, it's very user friendly. We were using bomb bomb and Mailchimp and whatnot, but now we're just in Active Pipe. But you know, it's it's all a lot of work. But we're we're trying to take everything in our brand through like running through the tunnel like in the same fashion. So everything that we are. In social media, we're trying to be on our e-blasts. We're trying to be <clears throat> in our videos without being too like I'm not known for being a boring person, but I do want to keep it more professional for the most part. So still trying to be my like authentic, silly self. And you know, because that is when you're young in real estate, you feel like I don't know about you guys, but when I first started, I used to dress like a total nerd, like suit, you know, button-up shirt, like very boring because I thought no one will take a 22 year old seriously selling a house because I you know on the weekends I was like hanging upside down on boats or something you know like (laughs) just crazy so I was like over doing keg stands on yachts (laughs) yeah yeah but like I can do a keg stand and a counter offer at the same time like I have a magical ability where I can I can keg stands and counters yeah like I can be drinking margaritas and take a call and whatever breakout room I do that yeah right not saying I do that on the regular, but like I am a lifestyle agent, so I'm living my life. Um, but as as I got older and more successful, I was able to bring more of my personality into it. And I was like, I'm going to wear a short skirt and I don't care. You know, they're either my yeah. tribe or they're not. Um, so I, I think you just, you learn, you grow, you change as you get older and you, like they say, putting on your Superman, your super persona, who, who's that, that author, um, Bill something maybe? J.K. Rowling, J.R. Token, <laughs> Louis Satcher. That's all yeah, I got. Put, put on your Harry Potter, like your alter yeah. ego. Yeah, put on your wig, right. put on your sorting hat. But you kind of, you kind of earn that as well um, through being like a kick-ass agent. Like you Take can't, if, if, 
if you just yeah if you just do coffee and if you just go into it being like oh i don't give a shit i'm gonna do whatever i want without having any sort of track record like you now have a track record people know what you do and that you can you know sell at a high level so now you can kind of you can be a little more loosey-goosey if you wanted because people understand what you do and that you do it really well yeah and to be honest you know how they say when you're cultivating or following up you should add them to instagram and all that stuff i'm like i never want them to see that until i've closed because they're not gonna think i can close (laughs) just crazy that's a stupid thing to think but i'm you know i once we close a deal, my clients know that I'm awesome and then they can see more of me, but I need to change. That's a limiting belief that I have clearly. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it, it is definitely important to be cognizant of what's happening in the deal to know what not to post. I mean, that's something we also have preached. Like I did a video on like, actually, no, I didn't, I didn't do a video on this. Good I video idea. Or something. I don't know, but about like what not to post and how to, you know, like don't post that you're golfing at 2 p.m if you're not responding to your client or something like that, like all that stuff matters because they can see that they get pissed off. If you're just communicating with them, if you're at another showing, they'll get upset with another client. Right. So you like, they want to be constantly catered to. So your social media presence is also about what not to post when not to post. Yeah. Yeah. Same with not texting people back, but then liking their post on Instagram. Like you can't do that either. Exactly. Yes. There's there's a whole digital game. We should actually write a book. Yeah, um, digital the, digital, the digital game of real digital estate game. that you know allows you to get all these you know a- attractions with certain um, you know. But what, what? what's that old? <laughs> what's that old saying? What? What's that old saying? Like, uh, if you don't, it's it's everything's much easier if you don't tell lies or some shit. Like, if you just do what you're supposed what? to do, oh you never have God. to worry about that. It's so true. Oh, yeah. When yeah. you're telling, yeah, when everything's truthful, there's nothing to remember. Yeah, there we go. Carrie's That's, an author here. Yeah, is that on, is, is that on your uh, board up there? It looks like there's a bunch of sayings. No, up I actually there have that tattooed on my back. That thing is so old. I was, <laughs> what yeah, is that thing? That, that looks like a live, laugh, love thing times 5,000. I honestly moved the computer because I was like, that is so embarrassing. That's still there. This is like the back side of Oh my of God, look at that thing. It is a little inspirational. Learn more, be creative, wife. Whatever. Yeah. All right, well, we're, um, Eric's trying to... Eric, do you want to know what she had for cooking for breakfast back there? What the fuck? Do you want to talk about everything in her house? Um, yeah, exactly. But Carrie, we uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate you coming on. We know you're busy, a lot busier than Eric. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, we just really appreciate it. Maybe we'll say, Eric, can we can we get Carrie a, a shirt? Maybe she'll wear some of our merch. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll send you know, her I've, a I've worn the Hallow- contract yeah. shirt. It's pretty funny. I have, um, I have worn the Broke Agent um some of the stuff before for Halloween yes. stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have my yeah. favorite cup. Real estate yeah. makes me wine. Exactly. Like I'm oh, a a scary. One. Those Halloween shirts were, I think I sold like three of them or something. Really? I bought one. Like two of them. I know. We had Thank some you. good ones last year that didn't one. hit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll jump back on that. But Carrie, we will see you at the Tom Ferry conference, <laughs> correct? Yes. In Dallas, possibly at uh, Inman in Vegas. It's hot. So probably not in Inman in <laughs> Vegas, but we'll see you in Dallas. It's hot. Yes. And Carrie, where oh. can the people follow you? Everyone should go follow Carrie immediately. Yes, uh, yes. IG is Carrie Ann, Carrie Ann, which is K-E-R-I-A-N-N, K-E-R-I-A-N-N. Not I had a very inappropriate Instagram screen name a while ago, and I had it was K-A Falker. So I had to Ooh, change yes. it, and then everybody was upset. So I mm-hmm. had to keep it something like in between, and so now it's not Carrie Sells Homes, and it never will be. Right. Carrie Ann, Carrie Ann. <laughs> Thank um, God. <laughs> yeah, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Sells L.A. 
I know. I don't even get me. We can have a whole other podcast about those <laughs> names. There's nothing wrong with it. It's if it's your tribe, go for it. Like no, exactly. Don't go for it. I I can't do it anymore. There's only some buy with buy with Mel. Move with, with maybe move yeah. with Miranda. Move with Miranda. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But anyways, right. Hey, if you're yeah. watching on YouTube, throw us a like, subscribe to the channel. Yes. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever, give us a review if it's good. Thank you, Carrie. Yes, thank you, Carrie. Thank you both. It was fun.